This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Morning, everybody. This is uh, Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio, listening to episode... 153, and uh, we have a pretty good one today. We'll put the uh, the, the link in the show notes, but uh, we're going to talk and, cr- I guess, critique, criticize, you know, make commentary on a video that uh, that came out recently by uh, John Oliver. John Oliver is a comedian and uh, was, I guess, kind of a, a men- mentoree or mentored by uh, John Stewart, who was uh, uh, on the Comedy Comedy Central and did The Daily Show for probably 15 years, 20 years, something like that. Yeah. And uh, and so it, it's going to be, uh, yeah, so John Oliver, I, I love listening to his stuff, makes some good points, talks about retirement plans, talks about money, and uh, so we'll get a kick out of it. But, you know, I, I definitely do not have uh, the the sense of humor that John Oliver has, and so if you really want to laugh, just go watch that uh, watch that video. It's pretty funny. But uh, but I have some, a couple cool guys in, in, uh, in the studio with me today, Gary Pinkerton and Brian McCloskey. Two of our uh, East Coast boys that are uh, that are in town visiting. I'm going to give them a, a second to introduce themselves uh, just after I get through a few announcements. So, uh, most of hopefully you guys know about the Cashflow Wealth Summit. We've uh, we've pushed it quite quite a bit, done some commercials. But for those of you new listeners, uh, go back and uh, and check it out. It's still on demand for another uh, couple weeks, and uh, the website's CashflowWealthSummit.com. Uh, so it's gonna be on demand, and then we're gonna uh, do our best to kind of pull down some of the content and offer it up on our own site. Uh, so that uh, information will be forthcoming. But again, go check out the that website, cashflowwellsummit.com. Uh, we had an awesome attendance. We had really cool presentations, a lot of good interaction, and uh, and so some of the content absolutely absolutely amazing. Uh, also, our new uh, Infinite 101 e-learning program is up, and so you can go visit our website, paradigmlife.net, and get access to it. Uh, we're constantly making some improvements to it, so you'll see uh, some changes and so forth. Uh, if you're a client of Paradigm Life, we also have a client page that's up and running, and so you can uh, give us a call at uh, 800-870-8670 to get access to that, or email us at clients at paradigmlife.net. Okay, enough with the announcements. Uh, so I got uh, Gary Gary Pinkerton and Brian McCoskey. So guys, is, is, is this your, Gary, it's not your first time being on the podcast. Brian, it's yours though, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. It's exciting. I bet. So we're gonna put you in the, the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> but uh, but Gary, you've been on you've been on before. But uh, but what's your? Why don't you give uh, the listeners a little bit about your background? Sure, great. So I uh, the last one I was on with you was after we came back from that incredible trip to Dubai with our real estate uh, mastermind group. Yep. And um, and that was before I made my big transition. So now I'm right in the middle of of uh, finish up retirement and going full time from uh, client of Paradigm Life starting back in 2011 to advisor and wealth strategist and I could not be more excited also about all the amazing stuff that you just talked about there a couple of minutes ago I just went on the new client course thing which I think has been up for a couple of hours mm-hmm. and and it's awesome um, but my mind gets blown every time I come out and visit out here at Paradigm Life both with the just the kind of the abundance mentality of everyone that works here the vision um, it's just absolutely amazing the number of people we can help you know I decided to transition from the military where things were going great into you know, into working with you, Patrick, mainly because I felt like I could uh, touch and um, affect the lives, improve the lives of more people doing it this way. And, and absolutely, every time I come here, I realize, wow, I wasn't even thinking the right order of magnitude. I'm extremely excited to be a part of the team. So you were, so the Navy, you were, uh, you were a, a, a commander. You were a submarine commander for right. uh, how many tours did you do? 
Um, four tours on submarines, so about 25 yeah. years as okay. an officer after uh, the Naval Academy. So. And then you ended up at the, at the Naval Academy in, in the end. Yeah, I finished where I started. It was, pre it was really surreal where I was telling Brian, um, 27th of May, we were graduated the class of 2016, and I'm standing there on the field almost, and it was two days short of 25 years after I started on the same field. So it was just awesome to be able to end my career there. Um, you know, just really fortunate to be able to get involved with America's brightest people. It's, it's inspirational to go to probably any college campus. Yeah. Certainly believe so at my alma mater, though. Absolutely. All right, cool. So Brian, Brian, now you uh, now you're on the East Coast too, and you guys have become pretty good, pretty good friends uh, because you're you live close as far as uh, proximity is concerned. So what's your what's your background? You're you're kind of one of the only guys that I think we didn't really have a relationship with and and came on a few a few years ago. Yeah. And so and that was just some random, you know, it's kind of some random random introduction. But you know, you've been amazing since then. So why don't you give listeners a little bit of a, your background? I appreciate that, and that's just like Gary had mentioned. Uh, what we do is so extremely exciting because I went from, uh, I'm a career changer and, and this whole, the whole idea, the concepts that we teach are actually what brought me into this industry. But, and Patrick, you, we were talking about this while I was in the office this week, my sphere of vision, my, 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 my vision, my, my sphere of influence has expanded exponentially because of what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, living, being born and raised in Philadelphia, living outside of Philadelphia, teaching people some of these concepts just in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's, that's exciting. That's fun. What was it, five, four or five years ago, I saw what you were doing online. Mm -hmm. I reached out to you. I said, Patrick, you know, can I borrow some of your videos? And you're like, well, no, but I'd like you to help me talk to people across the country. And that's, I was like, what do you mean? And next thing you know, here we are, you know, we're working on the East coast. We plug into home office every once in a while. And it's just so exciting to do what we do. You know, it's funny. We're going to talk about that video that, uh, that John Oliver has, you know, he, he's poking fun at some of the challenges that people have, but this stuff is serious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we, we have a very important job to do. And it's really cool talking to people all over the country about it. Yeah. He spins, I mean, he spins a humor on it, but it brings up kind of a, an overarching issue that is I mean, prevalent across the entire country. And it's, you know, he, he talks about statistics and, you know, it doesn't go into tons of details, but it's, that's what we do every day. And we look at the problem and it's still just, it's mind boggling how, you know, how widespread it is. But today we'll kind of get to the, the heart of that because there's lots of stuff that's going on right now that I don't think many people are, are aware of. Uh, especially some new laws that have been created that he meant that he mentions, but there are very few people that really have heard of it or really understand what it is because it was passed through kind of these backdoor channels uh, in, in the government. It wasn't going, it didn't go through the right channel. Well, the, what is supposed to be the right channels. Uh, but anyway, we'll get, we'll, uh, we'll get into that. So, you know, Lieb, Lieb who's back there kind of producing our stuff. He, uh, he sent this video to me. He's like, Hey, this would be a cool video to use. Uh, and so I forwarded it on to you guys since you were here in the office this week. What do you get? So what did you, uh, what did you think? Like the initial, the initial viewing of this, of this video, like what were, what were some of the initial thoughts you had? I'll start <laughs> in between the laughter because <laughs> you end up laughing a lot with his things. But I think, I just thought he, uh, you know, Patrick, you and I, we, well, the three of us talked about this. We like his approach. You know, he's, he's kind of like the John Stewart type approach. He'll poke fun at something, but he brings evidence to the table. And his very first comment stood out to me in that video. You know, it's money. It's the thing that everybody thinks they're good at, despite the evidence against. And the problem that, that we're probably going to start to, you know, that we have been teaching people about, and we're going to talk about today is that, you know, that evidence is there because people have been coached the wrong way, mm -hmm. you know? So. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, anybody who can 
who can uh, take on these subjects and make you fall down laughing about it. <laughs> I mean, Orlando the cat, if for nothing else, you got to go see Orlando the cat that throws its mouse toy at, at the stock page and double, doubles the index. <laughs> okay, it's 11, 11 and a half percent <laughs> return. Right. Oh, death fund, right? That's what people say. You know, and one of the, one of the topics, though, that he starts off with that I think is really important for people to be talking about because there's so many people living in a delusion. Um, they, they pick this number, not just the amount of money that they need, but when they don't achieve that, they still push to the other number, which is the year I'm going to retire. And I talk to so many people and they're like, hey, so I want this, uh, you know, this uh, system that you're setting up to only be heavily funded for the next six years or four years or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. so that uh, when I when I retire, I don't have to contribute heavily to it. And mm -hmm. And it's sometimes very tough to have the conversation that it doesn't make, you know, let's go through the numbers and talk about this. And so he, he brings up the fact that a large majority of, I don't think he said large majority, but a lot of Americans won't be able to retire maybe ever, but at least not at this magic number they created just kind of out of the blue because yep. somebody else did that. Yep. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's sad from that perspective, but only because those people are in a job they don't like. They don't mm -hmm. want to go to work and it's, and it's, it's uh, sad to go do that. But mm -hmm. if you're... You know, if you're around people like everyone I've met around here, they're inspired by what they do. I don't think they're ever going to quit, you know, and, and you see a lot of entrepreneurs and people who own their own businesses and they're exactly like that. So mm -hmm. the challenge is not quitting and going fishing. I think the challenge is finding doing something you love. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. And and, and that's kind of what we'll, we'll kind of wrap things up with. But what I wanted to do is kind of go through and, and kind of talk about what 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 did they want? the mm -hmm. listenership to walk away with, right? Yeah, so if sure. he, as he was doing it, like what was the message they were trying to get across and what did they want people to walk away with? You know, and, and I think, you know, his being, you know, John, uh, he's, you know, he's British, but he's been, he was mentored by John Stewart. Fun, you know, both are, are hilarious, but also very bright. And so John Stewart, the reason, you know, I really admire and respected him, even though he did, you know, kind of form a, a, a liberal leaning uh, perspective of things, uh, but he, you know, he really called it like it, like it was, right? He expressed what he thought, expressed his opinion. You know, I don't think there was much of an agenda there. Uh, but he did attack. I mean, he attacked Bernanke. He attacked the president. He attacked. I mean, he, you know, he pulled. He didn't pull punches. And you know, I, I like I like that attitude. And you know, he brought out a lot of very important topics. I, mean, I remember a couple of them with the Federal Reserve. And you know, it was it was very interesting the way in which he approached it. But he brought out these issues, okay, of why those institutions have so much power and are so vague and ambiguous with the message that they give as far as the value they're providing to the American public and the accountability. And so I and, and he did that with the president. He did that with Wall Street. I mean, and I think hopefully he comes back on you know media in some in some form. Uh, but anyway, I mean John Oliver has kind of taken those reins. So I know the Daily Show was taken over by you know some other guy, but I think John Oliver really has taken the reins with HBO and has started to do a lot of the a lot of the same things. So so as far as you know, as I looked at you know what the objective of this this spoof was. Okay, I look at it and I said, okay, what what was the message he was trying to get across? Okay, so first message was that financial advisors are screwing you. Okay, financial advisors are bad. They don't do what's in your best interest, and they charge you a crap load of money to do so. Right. So I want, and that, I'm not saying that that's you know true or not true because I think there's instances of it. There's probably not instances of it, right? But nonetheless, that's the message that I think that Oliver conveyed. And uh, the second, the second thing is, is they do what's in the best interest of themselves, not in what's the best, uh, what's in the best interest of clients, okay, or people that they're selling to, right? So those are the two messages, right? right. So what do you guys, do you guys agree with that? I mean, what's because I, I try to like make it super simple and say, okay, what, what if I'm the layperson, if I'm like the average guy walking away from this, what is the message I get? Okay, I say. You're getting screwed by your financial advisor, and then, and it's because they're not doing what's in your best interest. 
Right, right. That's so, where this whole that's and there's a lot of wind behind that sale, Patrick. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's probably why it's it's a it's a it, it's a message that it catches a lot of people's ears today, and it's mm-hmm. easy for him to poke holes in. That's probably why they picked it for a, yep. a show. It's you know, it, it, there's people that have been hurt. Yeah, people yeah. are people are being coached, but we have to look at the we have to step away from that a little bit. People are being coached by an industry to take their hard-earned money, put it in a box, a box that they can't touch, mm-hmm. and then when that box has the bottom drop out of it, mm-hmm. people get upset. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of wind there, so they're calling for regulation, they're mm-hmm. calling for a lot of this stuff, and I think where we're gonna end up going and talking about today is that you have to be, we have to be careful what we wish for, because that yeah. regulation may not always exactly. be the best thing. Yeah, no. you're gonna talk about that, I think, Patrick. Yeah. And uh, I agree that, that there are certainly people in the financial industry all across the, the entire spectrum of the industry that that don't necessarily um, act in the at least focus on the interests of the client mm-hmm. and, and there certainly are fees of course mm-hmm. uh, and some of them are too high so he's he's definitely on the right path there mm-hmm. I think though that there's a huge mistake and a lot of people think that uh, if you're operating in your own interest as an advisor mm-hmm. you're you're specifically operating against the interest of the person and that'll yeah. never work right yeah. I mean pick anything pick the person right. who decides to go work at McDonald's mm-hmm. for $15 an hour and then the manager of McDonald's says and they're happy right mm-hmm. they're providing a service they're happy they're getting paid and then the manager of the McDonald's says hey you're operating in your own interest because you're getting paid I'm changing the rules you're gonna have to pay me $10 an hour yeah. to come work for me yeah. right what kind of burgers are they gonna make yeah. are they gonna show up yeah. I mean that's just ridiculous yeah. to say that because you operate in the interest of the uh, yourself your own interest yep. Um, that you can't operate in the interest of your client. That's yep. never going to work. Yeah, no, that and that's a huge point. Let's hit. Let's hit on that. Let me let me go to the other side of what what the takeaway is, though. So first, the takeaway is advisors are going to screw you because they're not doing because they charge high fees, yeah. right? And they're doing what's not in your best interest. So the takeaway, the solution, as far as Oliver is concerned. Now, did he say this? No, but again, the message from the you know the, the, the different clips that yeah. he had on there and what he talked about was you need to do business with a, a fiduciary. Right, which is somebody that is paid to do what's in your best interest, okay? And all, which again, it's a contradiction. Regulate, it's right? a contradiction <laughs> in a second. We'll get to that in a second, right? And it's also uh, putting money in the same location, but doing it with so location meaning like Wall Street funds, uh, stuff is tied to securities, but doing it with lower fees, okay? Right. All right. So those are the two takeaways. Again, let me just repeat so. You know, you, you know where we're coming from with these the other things we're going to be discussing. First, financial advisors are screwing you because they're charging lots of fees or getting lots of commission. And then the second thing is they're not doing what's in your best interest. The walk, the takeaway, uh, or the solution is you have to do business with a fiduciary and put your money into funds that have low fees. Okay, so going back to your point, Gary. So the thing is, every every human being on the face of the planet is wired to look after themselves, is to do what's in their best interest. That's the survival mechanism, right? right? There's nobody, right, that really is is wired differently. But there are people that come to certain conclusions about how they go about looking after themselves. And we've talked about this in the podcast in the past, which is the best thing that you can do for yourself is to do the best thing what's in, that is right. the best thing that is for somebody else. Okay, so right. let me re- repeat that. So the best thing that you can do for yourself is to do the best thing for somebody else. Right. Right? Absolutely. And as many of those people as possible. Exactly. And that's and that's the that's the idea is you talk about this idea of self-interest and you have, you know, selfishness where there is kind of a, a zero sum game. I win, you lose, okay, or you win, I lose, okay, or you have kind of the enlightenment enlightened self-interest, which is both gain. Okay, and we'll get we'll get to that as kind of we wrap up wrap up everything. But if you again you look at 
this this whole idea that they're uh, portraying, you know, in in the end, you have to realize that everybody is looking after themselves, and to create like a fiduciary position where somehow a human being is just not going to do that, right? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Everybody has a bias. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody is going to look after themselves. Okay, so it has nothing to do with whether you're a fiduciary or, or a registered investment advisor, or you are a stockbroker, or you're a wealth manager. All the titles that John Oliver listed, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what the title is. The title is not going to change human behavior. Okay, even no matter how much you want it to change. To Agreed. change. <laughs> a person can say they're a fiduciary all day. A person can be legally allowed to say they're a fiduciary yeah. all day. Yep. But does that change how they yeah. act? Not and that's where, and they're going to, and they're, and they're in the process of legislating it, which I'll, which I'll talk about. But in the end, you can't, it, you just can't go against human nature. It does not end well. All right, all right. So now some of the other stuff that he, that he, uh, that he goes through. Okay, he goes through talking about the cat, the cat that's you know picking, <laughs> picking sock. You know, he <laughs> talks about how you know they met with their, uh, you know, their their John Hancock team mm-hmm. that set up their 401k and there's high, high loads and fees associated with the funds. Okay, no no surprise. Okay, but then he gets into something which which I kind of want to spend some time on, which is uh, a ruling right that just went down that hardly anybody knows about, and it was it was done through the Department of Labor. Okay, it was tried through the normal channels, okay, House and Senate, but they saw that they was never going to get passed. Okay, which is basically a fiduciary ruling, which will essentially easy way to explain it is that anybody that gives financial advice. Will be held will be held personally responsible for it. Okay, so if you give financial advice, tell somebody to do this, 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 you will basically be responsible for that for that advice. Okay, now what's wrong? What's wrong with that? Okay, because again, you're trying to regulate somebody being a, a fiduciary. Okay, and in the end, if you're giving financial advice, right, you can think it's in the best interest of a person, but some other external circumstance could happen that wipes out their investment, or there's a huge loss, or whatever. Now the other person is on the is on the hook. Right. Right. What's yeah. ro- so? What's wrong with trying to regulate this whole fiduciary? Right. Trying to 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 make people do what's in the best interest of others, and then and then hold them personally responsible for that advice. What's well, wrong with that? Well, I'll tell you, the first thing that pops in my mind that's wrong is that now uh, a very good fiduciary, honest advisor may be gun shy to give advice mm-hmm. because of something that's outside of their control, mm-hmm. which is namely mm-hmm. mostly Wall Street mm-hmm. and the place where the dollars go, uh, which is sometimes is the only tool they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, you know, will that actually cause you know, a, a reduction in recommendations and whatnot for clients, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, will it will it reduce the scope of, of advice or planning that will be given to a, the end client? Maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the end of the day, Patrick, it's I kind of see it as you're potentially tying hands of very, very good people who are trying to help families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the back end, we're probably going to talk about this, potentially increasing the cost, ironically, <laughs> at the end of the day. Well, here's the, here's the here's the funny thing. So there's the there's the initial kind of like forward facing motive, right? It's the spokesperson motive, but then you have the ulterior motive, right? So the spokesperson motive is we're gonna get rid of you know these financial advisors and Wall Street guys and make a ton of money and they're screwing you. That's the that's the message, right? Right? And you're gonna you lose money because they're doing what's in their best interest, and you know we're gonna make it better, okay? And we're gonna make it better because we're gonna hold them responsible. Right, and we're gonna have you know l- lower fees, and they have to you know sign stuff and personally guarantee stuff. Okay, we're gonna make it better for you, so they won't screw you. 
Okay, that's the forward-facing motive, right? Which is basically he said, she said, okay, the wealthy, the rich, those people are bad. You don't, you're the, you're underprivileged. Okay, so they're screwing you. That's why they're rich. I mean, it's that whole argument that's gone on time. I mean, it's an Atlas shrug theme. It's a, I mean, it's a. It, Goes on and on and on, and you know, in the end, the government steps in and tries to regulate it, and it never, it never works. Yeah. It's been tried over and over and over again. So suddenly now they're going to be able to pass this law. Well, they did pass a law, but they're going to be able to regulate it and make everything, everything better. Okay, that's that's the that's the forward-facing motive. Okay, so they couldn't get it through House, couldn't get it through Senate because it's none of those guys, no representat- representative in their right mind would, would pass something like that. And the law itself, the bill is over a thousand pages. Okay. So what does that tell you? Right. What does that tell you when a, when a law just comes out of nowhere and it's a thousand pages long? Do you think senators and representatives are like, Oh yeah, let's just, let's just create this, this thousand page ruling. No. Who created it? Okay. Banks, Banks lawyers, and, and, and self, in- yeah, and, yeah. and self-interest <laughs> groups, right? They're right. the ones that created a lot of this stuff. Right now, why why did they create it? Okay, well they I, I mean there's there's a, we can go off on all sorts of, of speculation, but I'm going to talk a lot about just kind of what I'm seeing in the in the marketplace. Okay, where you're basically you have these new this new technology that's out there, uh, there that's called robo advice robo advisors. Okay, where it's essentially how old are you? Uh, when do you want to retire? What's your mortality date? And you should have this percentage of stocks, this percentage of bond, this percentage in you know industrial stocks, this percentage in tech stocks, this percentage in financials. This, I mean, it's basically a like a, a robot, okay, that will automatically create a financial plan for you, okay, and it'll use very low cost fees, okay, because there's hardly any human involvement, right? But then if you look at really you know the the big banks that are investing huge amounts of capital in fintech. And a lot of Wall Street gurus that are transitioning to opening up these, you know, big startups uh, that are doing these robo, this robo advice. Okay, it's basically the Walmart model, where you just have a ton of volume. Okay, hundreds, two hundreds of time, you know, uh, uh, you know, as far as the portfolio balance is concerned. So instead of them managing, you know, a hundred million dollar portfolio and charging a, a point here, a point there, and then some transaction costs. Okay, it's billions of dollars. Okay, and then they're charging, you know, half of it. Okay, but half of the fees. But they're controlling ten times the amount of money. Right. right? So you look at a lot of these robo advisors. I mean, I, I maybe I shouldn't say them because I'll probably get sued. But so personal capital is one of them. You look at Elvest, which is targeted to women. Uh, you know, there's uh, Acorns that's out there. Uh, there's Betterment. I mean, there's the, and there and these are really cool platforms. These really cool tech platforms, and where they basically create, you know, LearnVest is another one, but they create these platforms where you know they have you go in there and you you know add all of your accounts and they sync up all your accounts and they have everything stored in one place and then they you know sell you into these different robo advising ro- ro- uh, robo advising platforms, and it's really cool. Technology is amazing. Okay, but again, go back to the initial point. What's the ulterior motive, right? So going to you know demonizing the financial advisor, does a financial advisor get up one morning and say, you know, I think I'm going to charge a 10% commission on this thing, you know, and I think I'm going to do a commission there and a commission there, and I'm going to charge you this, this, this. And they can't, they don't do that, right? They're paid by financial institutions, right? So we're demonizing advisors for doing what they are taught to do by the financial advisors. They create this law and then are also pushing all of their resources toward robo advisors. Right. That's the circle. Yeah. Right. That's the circle of life when it comes to, to Wall Street. Right. Because look at Oliver. Like, look at this whole this whole show is basically don't put money in Wall Street this way. Put money in this way. 
right? This door is old and ugly and, you know, it takes so much effort to open, right? Now we have this automatic door that goes to the same place. Same place. <laughs> same exact place. And that's what's, yeah. that's what's I, I love where you're going with this, Pat, because, you know, you're pulling back the curtain and, and, and it's important for everyone to hear this because even if you have, if, even if the audience hasn't heard about this ruling just yet, the fiduciary ruling from mm -hmm. the Department of Labor, they're going to. Oh, yeah. Right? The yep. marketing is going to start rolling out. And, mm -hmm. and to your point, it's going to demonize the individual. Um, and really what it's promoting is just that shift behind the scenes. Yep. And and like you said, all of the big institutions are already prepping for this. They already have it. They, they already invest. It. I, I saw this new platform the other day. I'm like, oh, this thing's kind of cool. And then right at the bottom, Capital One. Mm. Right? It's, it's So these are... You know, it, fintech is a fascinating industry just because I love technology and I think it's so cool that that exists. But then looking at how banks and Wall Street is really capitalizing on all of that and shifting the nature of the market, it's basically a, they're becoming a monopoly, right? They're, they're getting rid of all the little guys, getting rid of all the little fund advisors, all the little financial advisors, guys that are doing 50 million or 100 million dollars under management, and they're grabbing all of that and putting it into these auto, really cool, fancy, you know, fancy platforms. You know, it's it's like uh, Pinocchio on, right. on the sh on the ship. It's like all this, you know, candy right. and beer and it's cool dazzling, stuff. It's like, distracting. You know, right, right. <laughs> like, you know, they grab you. Well, the other thing I see too is, um, you know, who's perpetuate? Well, we're, we're we're pulling back the curtain. We're seeing that we're just shifting buckets in the same house, and you know, who's promoting the messages? You know, you talk to most clients that we'll talk to who have been coached up to the point they meet us by Wall Street. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all, they're only familiar with shove as much as you can in the 401k. Yeah. It should be, uh, you know, based on your age, yeah. this much in equities, this much in bonds. Yeah. And mm -hmm. what are the robo-advisors doing? Yeah. They're sending that same message. Yeah. And, and to, to your point about John Oliver, he does this whole expose in a comedy light, which was yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. And it, yeah. it is enlightening because there's truth behind it. Mm -hmm. And it starts in the beginning, Wall Street's bad, and it just circles right back around and just yeah. says, "What? put your put your money in Wall Street in a different manner. Yep. It doesn't make any sense yeah. when you in the grander scheme. No, of he, and that's that was one of the you know the contradictions, which is, you know, you you know, he says you should you know, if your company has a four one K, you should put money in your four one K. But then he goes into why you shouldn't, but then he says you should. So it's like and the reason is again, it goes to the conditioning because there's really only one location anybody's ever taught about where to put their money to invest. Right, right. So to say to not follow up with you should put the money in four one k, just be careful. Yeah. He's really saying don't save in his mind because there's no other option. Yeah. Right. Yep. Thankfully there are other options. They're yeah. not very well known. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. And that's and that's the you know and that's the point. I mean, you look at you look at just the you know the financial services industry in general, and it's fascinating to be, to be a part of it. And there's always been this kind of like weird relationship between Washington D.C. and and Wall Street. Right. Because, you know, even with a lot of the liberal agenda, it's, you know, here, you know, they, they're like, oh, Wall Street and Elizabeth Warren, like who's been behind this. And there's some other lady, too. But yet, who are their contributors? Right. They're like their contributors are Wall Street. Their contributors are. So it's, it's kind of this weird kind of dynamic and this, this weird issue that exists. But in the end, you know, the, I think the overarching message that I really despise is the fact that whenever there is a challenge, OK, government and even Wall Street who propagates. Okay, they they try to they try to fix the problem, fix the challenge from the outside in, right? Which is essentially regulating human behavior. Okay, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this because it's in your best interest. Okay, but what's what's wrong with that, right? And that's where you kind of go from the outside in to the inside out. And what, and our whole focus, our whole mission is the inside out, right? Our whole focus is you need to you need to know what you're doing. If you're putting money into something that you don't understand, okay, and it goes down in value, that's your problem. 
Okay, that's not the financial advisors, right? That's not Wall Street. Today, there is no excuse not to get educated, right? There is more information than, than we could consume in 100 lifetimes, okay? And yet, it's regulating. It's you should do this. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I'm the politician. I represent you. Trust me, trust me, trust me. No, right? It, it needs to come from the inside out. Right. And it, and that's where we'd really talk, you know, financial education, understanding terms, understanding what you're doing. Uh, but then the second thing we talk about is you as the asset. Right. And you look at, you know, Wall Street that is supposedly going to create financial freedom for people, create this re- retirement where they can sit on the beach and drink margaritas and not do anything all day. Right. It, that's the dream that is being that is being sold. OK. But you really, you know, you look at them being the catalyst to it, you look at the most wealthy people, most successful people, it's not the result of some investment that made them, maybe, and maybe there's like this one in a billion that like hit some IPO and you know became wealthy, right? But it really comes to an individual and their uh, production, right? And what they're able to exchange in the marketplace and get money and get money for that because it's of value. Okay, that will do more than any rate of return would do. And so looking at that as kind of the second catalyst and the third catalyst, you know, we provide obviously another location, right, that isn't volatile, that uh, is based on math and based on science, and it's proven, outproven Wall Street. But we don't just say, you know, hey, trust me, this is better than Wall Street, right? We go through a lot of education, a lot of processes, and to basically help individuals understand what the benefits are, how they can use it, and how they're protected. And both the, I mean, especially you, Gary, I mean, you were, you were a client first, but you, I mean, you, you were in the military, you kind of went, I mean, I wouldn't say it's conventional, but in a sense, you know, yeah. it's conventional, but you're taught to do do things a certain way, but then you, a certain way, but you had, you know, kind of a, some epiphanies in, in your life and completely shifted directions. So why don't you talk about that briefly? Sure, sure. So I still, everyone I meet who, who's in my circle or my, my circle that I'm now just leaving, you know, that government service, uh, very conservative. Uh, put money in the thrift savings plan. I stopped contributing, and I had plenty of backup by very well-intended individuals telling me, "Are you, are you sure? Are you sure you want to stop saving?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it was about that loss of control, that the lack of control, um, and and the fees somewhat. But for me, mainly it was lack of control because it gets back to the, you know I keep saying control, but that's what we teach a lot of our clients, and that mm-hmm. was one of my biggest epiphanies, is that if I can maintain control and actually take some ownership to learn about what where my money's going. For me, a lot of it's real estate, but um, you know, Warren Buffett says diversification is a huge mistake, right? I mean, I, I'm not gonna try to quote him, but basically put all your eggs in one basket and watch that basket like a hawk. Mm-hmm. And that's about control, and when mm-hmm. you're watching it like a hawk, you're learning about it, mm-hmm. and, and many people's basket is their business. Mm-hmm. So kind of circling back to reason people don't wanna, reti- don't wanna work is because they don't like what they're doing as an mm-hmm. employee working for somebody else and something that just doesn't inspire them. But, uh, for me, it was, yeah, maintain control. Uh, and, and so that's how I started moving money from thrift savings plan, from 401ks, IRAs, um, because when I started stacking up the alternative uh, place to store my wealth, the advantages on each side, there were none on the left. You know, it was all on this new side. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I got there. No, and that's, and that's really the story with a lot of, uh, a lot of people, right? And you look at, again, it being portrayed as, as an alternative, that it simply is is just not widely it's not widely known right and so you look at again you go to the, the whole idea of control and you know control is a part of it but control is by an individual right you can't control something that you don't understand right you can't control something when you don't know how to control it so so in the end i mean looking at you know what a person what a person should do i'd say i've become very agnostic to all investments right 
I, now, when we talk about Wall Street, we're not talking about the stock market. Okay, we're talking about Wall Street. Okay, Wall Street are these firms that create mutual funds and create ETFs and create uh, REITs and create bond funds and you know put all these different packages together. They sell derivatives and they do. Th- that's they what they I'm gamble. talking about. Sorry, they gamble. And they and, yeah. you know and they make bets, right? right they place right. bets. They use leverage, right? Which I'm not going to get into today. Uh, but basically, you know, you look at that. That's Wall Street, which is they take your money and they do something with it. Okay. Whereas the stock market, right? If you are educated on different, uh, you know, different companies, or you understand trading strategies, then that type of education could really do, you know, it could be very uh, profitable for you. Yeah. Okay, but it has nothing to do with the stock. It has nothing to do with the market. It has to do with you and how you utilize it. Okay. Same thing with real estate. I've seen a lot of people become really successful in real estate, but I've seen people that have lost everything and some. Right. Right. Okay, with real estate. So it has nothing to do with real estate. Business, it's the same thing. I've had seen people, you know, go into business because they had this amazing idea and they were so excited about it, but they had never been in business before. Screwed up their books, didn't pay their taxes, didn't understand that, yeah, you have to pay workman's company, you have to pay unemployment, you have to there's lots of stuff that comes along with with business. File this, file that, pay taxes quarterly, and you screw up, bye-bye business, bye-bye uh, business idea. Right, because all the other stuff, as far as the mechanics are concerned, totally jacked it up. Right, so business, it's the same thing. So across every single thing a person can do to be productive and subsequently make money at it, okay, nothing is good, nothing is bad. The individual themselves is what makes it so. And in the end, you look at you know clients that we have. Sometimes it's like, listen, I don't want to, I don't want you to do business with us. Okay, you shouldn't. You you say you know what you're doing, but all the comments you're making to me says you have no idea what what we do. Okay, here's education. I can educate you too, but really we won't do business with anybody that doesn't you know doesn't go through our educational model because it's hugely risky for us because we do business on the internet. Okay, and on the internet you know you that's where your reputation lies. Okay, and so looking at you know what we do and how we do it, our reputation is very important to us. And you know we have I've had to let a couple clients uh, go over the last few years. One wanted to, this is recently, they wanted to finish their basement. And he's like, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. I'm like, dude, you should not finish your basement, okay? You can't afford it. And he's like, well, I, my, my kids are, you know, there's two kids in a bedroom. I'm like, dude, I, well, I grew up with like four kids in a bedroom, okay? Right. Like you, you look at what's best for your family, right? And taking away your savings, taking away that, and then going and doing a basement, really, you're, you're putting your, your family at risk. But it's hard for people to swallow that pill, right. right? And so looking again, even at clients that do go through our process and understand what they're doing, you know, it, it does require discipline. It does require education over time because it's a long-term strategy, and it needs to be. So the whole inside-out strategy isn't this like you know quick pill, quick fix. You pull the trigger on one thing and you're done. No, inside is habit, right? Inside is mindset, and that does not change overnight. Your subconscious mind does not change overnight. It needs repetition. It needs uh, you know continual improvement. It needs continual focus so that it becomes refined to the point where it does affect the outside. Okay, whereas the outside in, it's kind of this like, like quick fix mentality where right. something on the exterior is going to somehow change your life. If this law was passed or if this person would do that or if this president was in or if this person did, suddenly your life would be better. If I had more money, my life would be better. If I had this, my life would be better. No. Always is going to come from the inside out. All these quick fixes never have long-term impact. Pat, this is the excitement I love about some of your podcasts, especially this is 153, I believe. So you've done a lot of them, yeah. right? So it, 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 come, it circles back to human behavior. Mm-hmm. Human behavior. Yeah. I think I think I'm not an expert of this by any means, but listen, I 
it's so easy for humans to point the finger. And when you go outside in, it, we can point the finger. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and to go inside out like you're talking about and take responsibility to take ownership of that education, uh, you know, that takes work. It takes effort. Yep. And as human beings, we want things to be easy. Yep. And, 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 and let's talk about, you know, the Wall Street side of creating mutual funds in these 401ks and stuff. What have they effectively been very good at? Making it easy for someone to follow advice to just blindly plunk money in. And when people do that for 20, 30 years and then show up with less money than they put in or yeah. they get, you know, they get hurt bad. What do those individuals do at that time? They point the finger at someone else mm -hmm. as opposed to when the inside out perspective taking ownership of, man, I really ignored this for 30 years mm -hmm. and now I have to clean up the mess. Yep. Yeah. When's the last time somebody lost money and, you know, or when somebody loses money, when they say, wow, that was, I, sh I exercised bad judgment. That was me. That was my fault. It's not very often. And it's, you know, and that's, and there's a, so Ryan Holiday, he wrote, uh, oh gosh, he, he's written a couple of books. I'm trying to think of the, the more popular ones because he was in uh, media and editorial media for a long time, but he just wrote this book called uh, Ego. Right. And he talks mm -hmm. a lot about, you know, us blaming other people and not taking responsibility. And, and that is, it's always going to, it's not all, it's not going to end well ever. Okay. So in the end, I think, you know, kind of concluding the podcast for today, it's a, John Oliver, he's a really cool guy, right? <laughs> I think he hit on some really good points. I just think, you know, and it, it's not his fault, right? And I think it's because just there's a lack of education there. Most people don't have really, you know, deep, uh, deep understanding of financial education, right? Financial systems, how markets work, how Wall Street works. And so with, with him, you know, I, it, it's good that he brought up, you know, some of the points that he, that he did. But in the end, I think he missed the, missed the mark on a few, a few of the solutions, right? Just because the prevalent solutions that are out there are really prevalent and it really overshadows all the other solutions. So, all right, any, any final words from, uh, from you guys before we part? For me, just a couple, you know, I'm a little disturbed as somebody who has a little bit of a libertarian bent that this thing came from the Department of Labor. I mean, that's not their job. Yeah, Congress yeah. never got involved, you uh -huh. know, so I, I don't know why people didn't you know, do an uprising and, and, and prevent that from happening, but it just kind of went through and a lot of people out of their element just pushing something through that was to their own benefit. Um, so, and, and then I, I go back to one of my heroes, Zig Ziglar, my favorite quote, you know, we, we were talking about um, you know, fiduciary and doing stuff in other people's interests. You know, he, you know, he says, as you said earlier, you know, if you do enough, um, you can have everything in one, in life that you want. If you do enough, uh, if you do, um, I messed it up. Now you can have everything in life you want mm -hmm. if you help other people get what they want. Yep. There we go. No, it's a magic. That's a magic rule. Yeah. Right. Thanks, that's thanks for the, having us on. It's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's how the world goes, goes around. Yeah. The department of labor thing, it is like, it just came out a couple months ago and there's some companies that, that we do work with and they haven't even gotten through it. Yeah. Right. That's how <laughs> long and deep, but yet it's supposed to go into effect like Gotta in, six, in six, six months. Six months. It's like, in, it's insane. All right, Brian, any, any final words? Well, I was going to say what's, what's interesting is um, it's, it is going to be interesting seeing how the Department of Labor, Labor ruling falls into place. Uh, and, and if the listeners take anything home, I hope we've planted a little bit of seed or at least fanned the flame of taking ownership over their, their education, and their knowledge. I mean, we are on the forefront of that. Patrick, mm -hmm. you are on the forefront of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have a ton of resources because um, we're, we're, we're here for the clients and for the listeners and for our audience. Uh, and um, we want we want to motivate them to learn so that they can take that fiduciary responsibility for themselves. Awesome. Yeah, good point. Okay, thanks for being on, guys. So, uh, listeners, thank you guys for uh, sticking with us to uh, to the end. 
and uh, appreciate uh, appreciate your support. If you do uh, do like what you hear, then I uh, would love to have some of your feedback on our iTunes page so we can start getting the word out. So you just go visit iTunes, the Well Standard Radio, and uh, put a little little remark in there. That'd be uh, that'd be awesome. Okay, that's it for today. We will uh, we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial.